We thank Thee, O God, for a prophet to guide us in these latter days. We thank Thee for sending the gospel to lighten our lives with its rays. We thank Thee for every blessing bestowed by Thy bounteous hand. We feel it a pleasure to serve Thee and love to obey Thy command. Well, welcome to Notes from John. With the Babel from Bonn. And we're delighted to be with you tonight, Sunday, Memorial Day. It's May 26, 2019, and it's been a beautiful Sabbath day for us. Um, Bonnie, did you have a, you look really tired. <laughs> I've been sick. You have been sick. You've had a little cough. A little cold. And so Not a little cough, a big cough. A big cough, so I, I am tired. But. Is that because you didn't get enough sleep last night or what? Just ongoing coughing makes me tired. You got up out of our bed and went into and slept in another room on a couch. I know, because you were mad at me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Isn't that what they that do? Is false. Isn't that what they do when you, they get mad? They sleep on the couch. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, I didn't want to wake you up coughing, so well, I went. You didn't make me up coughing either. On the couch. So. I didn't even know you got up until early this morning. I know because you sleep very soundly most of the time. Most of the time until I start coughing. <laughs> yeah. Well. Well, so we thought we'd give a little shout out today since it's Memorial Day tomorrow to people that we love in our life so many that have passed on already who have made such a significant <coughs> impact in our lives especially oh those that are close to us our own son nathan our parents both of our parents both of our grandparents and um bonnie's sister and uh, others and 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 of course, two of our precious little grandchildren, uh, that uh, with Tabitha and Brenner, who've also moved on to the the next estate. Yes, they have, and we miss them. Okay, so tonight uh, we thought what we would do is just visit for a few minutes uh, about the uh, the prophets of this final dispensation that we've had an opportunity to have an up-close and personal experience with in one form or another. And there have been several of them, and um, so we thought we'd share some of that with you tonight. Do you want to start, or should I do some, then you do? Okay. So the, the first one I want to mention happened when I was a very young boy. I don't know, I could have been five or six, maybe seven years old. And we were, my dad and I and my brothers, my older brothers and my younger brother, we used to go to the Deseret Gym and work out. And we'd play squash and um, just do other badminton and, and other things, go swimming. And um, we used to go to the Deseret Gym and it was, uh, it was just north of where the conference center is now on the corner of 
uh, Main Street and, and North Temple. Uh, well, the, uh, the church administration building where the prophet has his office is right uh, near that corner. And uh, it's right next to the Lion House and it's uh, by the Joseph Smith Memorial Building in the Lion House. And um, one day, <laughs> when I was five or six, seven years old, I was uh, had been to the Desert Gym with my dad, and he, uh, I don't know, I can't remember just what had happened, but he was a little longer getting ready than I was, so I had finished getting ready, left the gym, and I was playing outside in the dirt by the uh, church administration building, right by the door on the, let's see, it would be the northeast corner of the administration building where there's a door that goes into the prophet's office. I didn't know that. I was just an obscure little boy playing in the dirt when all of a sudden the door opens and out walks David O. McKay. Of course, I knew who he was because of his long flowing hair and I'd... Uh, uh, I, I mean, I knew he was the prophet. It kind of caught me by surprise, but I do remember him coming and saying, well, something like, uh, well, son, what's your name? And I told him uh, my name, my full name. He said, well, are you Dr. Edward Jepson's son? I said, yes, I am. And I remember him distinctly telling me, well, your father's a really good man. And I, and then he just went on about his business, and I've just never forgotten that simple little encounter with President David O. McKay as a small boy that left an impression that I've just lingered with me all these years. Well, David O. McKay was our prophet all growing up. Sure, he was. And that's who I remember with his white hair and. He was around for a long time. And there, you know, there were two things about uh, President McKay that I've always remembered uh, from all of his teachings uh, and, uh, that have stayed with me. One of them was, every member a missionary. That was one of the catchphrases that came from his time, that I, if I recall correctly. And the other one that uh, has been an impactful statement in my life with our family which was that there is no success that can compensate for failure in the home. And boy, is that ever true, how important what we do at home is. And it uh, doesn't matter how successful you may be in your work or how successful you may be in some other endeavor. If you fail at home, either with your spouse, or with your children, you can't you can't compensate for that failure. So it just helps to, as I think about that phrase, to keep uh, my priorities right in my life, hopefully. Very true. The next prophet that I had a, an, an encounter with came when I was uh, 19 years old. I'd, I had been called on a mission. I wasn't able to go on the and I had been set apart as a missionary, by the way, uh, when it was discovered that I had cancer and I wasn't able to go on my mission due to an amputation of my left leg that I've discussed earlier in our podcast series. And, uh, oh, it was 
that happened in uh, April of 1967. It was later that summer when I was uh, uh, healing and trying to learn how to walk better. It was towards the end of the summer. I was in a summer school at the University of Utah. And um, I, I had never been set apart or never been released as a missionary. And I, I it was just it seemed, seemed weird to me. So I called the, the, the office of uh, Elder Joseph Fielding Smith. At the time, he was the president of the Quorum of the Twelve, and he was in line to become the next president of the church at that time. Anyway, I went in and, and I had a visit with him because I wanted to ask him to, about getting released as a missionary. And secondly, I'd been taking some classes at the University of Utah, some anthropology classes, and I was fascinated by the topic, but I was troubled by it, uh, trying to understand where in the timeline of the history of the world the, um, uh, all of these uh, dinosaurs and the Neanderthals and the Cro-Magnon man and, and all of these uh, historical situations, how they, how they came into being. So uh, I met with President <laughs> Joseph Fielding Smith in his office, told him about my amputation, about never being released and as a missionary. And so he, <laughs> he just said, okay, you're released. That was that. Then I asked him this question about uh, anthropology and uh, in my, my university class. And I remember he started talking about, uh, oh, just carbon dating and, and he, was, he was repeating himself over and over. Now you gotta remember that, that at that time, Joseph Fielding Smith had to be in his late 80s and um, almost 90, I think, I, I came out of that meeting with this thought in mind, oh my gosh, this is nothing but an old man. You were a little troubled. I was troubled. I thought, holy cow, if he ever becomes the prophet, we're in trouble because he doesn't, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And um, <laughs> uh, anyway, it was very disconcerting to me. Well, then as it turns out, um, maybe two years later, now I'm a missionary in New England. My mission president was Paul H. Dunn, a general authority, an amazing man. And remember President Dunn had an interview with me, one of our regularly scheduled interviews, and he said, uh, um, Mr. Jepson, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Any concerns in your life? I said, well, yeah, I, I do have one. And he said, what's that? And he said, well, um, President McKay, of course, is, is not here, and Joseph Fielding Smith is our president of the church, and I'm not sure he's a prophet, and here's why. And I told him the experience I'd had. And that I said, I, I can't look at somebody in the eye and tell them that I know there's a prophet of God on the earth today because I'm not sure there is. I'll never forget my mission president, President Dunn, saying to me, Elder Jepson, do you have faith and confidence in me? I said, of course I do. You know I do. He said, then I need you to place your confidence, your trust in my testimony and my knowledge that he is, in fact, 
a prophet. And you rely on mine until such time as you can gain your own. And I've never forgotten that experience because it gave me some time as I, I really did. I had to completely rely on his uh, testimony and of that. And finally, over a period of time, it came slowly but surely to me that Joseph Fielding Smith, even though at times he was nothing more than an old man, there were clearly times when he was the mouthpiece of the Lord on the earth at that time. So that was an occasion that I've uh, never forgotten. I had a brief encounter one day with, with uh, President Smith as a missionary when we were, uh, I was uh, serving in the, as an, in the office and we had to go get missionaries at the airport regularly. One day, President Smith was coming through the Boston airport. Uh, I don't know where he was going, but we were supposed to be, as missionaries, we were assigned to go pick him up at the airport which we did. We met him coming off the flight in the uh, terminal. And I remember him walking. First thing he said to us was, I'd rather be two minutes early than one minute late. Never forgotten that little phrase from a prophet of God. No, you haven't. And I've heard it many times. Yes, you have. And then the next encounter with uh, a prophet was with Spencer W. Kimball. And that occurred when... Uh, uh, I was serving as Bishop of the Winder 8th Ward. This was some, I don't know, Bonnie, 30 years ago or so. Oh, yeah. And uh, a young man and his wife in our ward, uh, Tom and Allie Mack, had just had a baby. And Tom Mack was the grandson of President Kimball. And they just had a baby, and they were going to bless the baby in our ward. So that meant that President Kimball... Tom's grandfather was coming to our award to participate in the baby blessing. It was an exciting day. It was an exciting day, and I'll never forget that occasion because as, uh, as President, uh, President uh, Kimball walked in the room, he, he had his, his uh, security guard with him. He came up to the front. I met him towards uh, about halfway down the aisle as he was coming up. And uh, we went and sat down, and I sat next to him on one side, the stake president on the other side, and my counselor um, was conducting the fast and testimony meeting. And at one point, while uh, during the beginning part of the meeting, President Kimball leaned over to me and said, "Is that the bishop that's conducting?" I said, "No, President Kimball, I am the bishop." And I will never forget, he, he took me by the hand, he, he clasped my right hand in both of his hands and said, Bishop, I love you. And I'm here to tell you, I, I had a feeling that was hard for me to describe that just raced through my body where this man a prophet of God had looked me right in the eye and told me that he loved me. And it was just an electrifying moment for me. I, I've just, uh, I've often wondered, wow, if, that, if that's what it's going to be like when, when we have that kind of experience with just a, a prophet, what will it be like when we have the opportunity to meet the Savior and have him say, I love you? 
Well, th there was a, a couple of years later, a kind of a follow-up to this because Tom and Allie Mack had another baby while living in our ward, and I was still the bishop. And now this second baby was going to be blessed, and President Kimball again came to our ward for that baby blessing. This time, I remember at the conclusion of the meeting, as we were uh, departing, I, I escorted him with his security detail out of the building first. And as we were walking towards his car, he stopped, he turned, looked at me, and embraced me and kissed me on the cheek and said, thank you, Bishop, I love you. It's pretty special. It, w it was just... It was just amazing, and uh, again, an experience that I was, I've always held dear and precious uh, ever since. During the years that uh, I, I had uh, an opportunity to serve as a, uh, as a stake president, and well, as a counselor in a stake presidency and then stake president, um, we had a lot of general authorities that come to our state conferences. We had uh, some apostles over that time period, and uh, um, uh, you know, and had an opportunity to have them participate. But I didn't really have a lot of individual interaction uh, with them in those settings. Um, but it was always a, a certainly a pleasant experience and a growing experience in in each case. But my my next one, I know I didn't have any encounters. Um, of up close and personal with Ezra Taft Benson or with Howard W. Hunter. But uh, I had an opportunity to, uh, to meet President Gordon B. Hinckley on a couple of occasions. President Hinckley, I, we had met him as a family because he spoke at my father's funeral when I was, uh, you know, I was just 16 years old. Uh, at that time, no, I was 17 years old, excuse me, and he came and spoke, and um, uh, I'd had a couple of other just very brief encounters with with President Hinckley at the church office building, but nothing of any significance. The next one that I had was uh, an opportunity to uh, visit with uh, President Thomas S. Monson while he was... Uh, uh, well, yeah, while he was the president of the church, he called me one day, or the church office called me. It was on a Christmas day, and I was the stake president of our stake at the time, and he's, the, this, his secretary said, do you have a moment, Brother Jepson, to speak with President Monson? I said, well, of course I do. So he got on the line, and we just talked for a while. He knew my family. He knew my relatives very well, and... Um, we talked, I, I, I don't know, for 15 or 20 minutes just about uh, those things. He knew that I had had an amputation years earlier because he was the member of the Quorum of the Twelve that assigned me to go on a mission to New England after I had received, had my amputation. He even asked me on the phone how I was doing and how my leg was. I was shocked that he could remember all those years previously. Well, he had an amazing memory. About that. He did. Monson. He really did. And then at the conclusion of our, toward the conclusion of our phone call that Christmas day, he reminded me that uh, there was a 
an elderly woman that lived in one of the um, assisted living places in our state boundaries and one of the members of his ward when he was a, a young bishop um, she lived in there she was a widow and he said could you please just look in on her and make sure that she has uh, what she needs um, I would be grateful I just thought wow what a great thing to think that he would he would have um, made arrangements because he loved her so much to see if she make sure she was properly taken care of. Well, that was a little startling because he called on Christmas Day. I know, I know, it was amazing. Um, okay, sweetheart, then I've been doing all the talking, Bonnie. Why don't you tell us an encounter that you've had with someone? Well, I'm just saying that you have had wonderful experiences, a lot more than I have. And I think the sweetest experience I had was when we'd been serving in the temple. And I'd never really been up close and personal with that, the president of the church. And uh, when we have the opportunity to meet the first presidency as they come in to the temple every Thursday morning, right after President Monson passed away and President Nelson had been sustained as the prophet, as he came up the ramp by the baptistry, I just felt this aura of spirituality around him. And as he approached, it just got warmer and warmer. And as he took my hand, I just felt this warm rush through me, warmth rush through me that I knew he was the prophet of our Heavenly Father and what an amazing prophet he was going to be. And I got really touched to know that I had that witness of the Spirit that he was the prophet right there and then. And then I guess the other time that... Well, but I would also add you, you've been able to shake his hand on many occasions now oh yes while we've been there yes and every since. one of them have been amazing but i i didn't feel that that same feeling that i did that first time after he had been sustained as the president of the church our prophet at that time but yes shaking their hands in the first presidency and all the apostles have been an amazing experience to feel their strength as they shake our hands and smile and comment and it's something that i will I will never forget the, the time we were called as a mission president uh, to, um, and wife to New Jersey, and we got to go into President Uchtdorf's office. And he was a counselor in the first presidency at the time. Yes, he was. And he is very tall and very tan, and he, it was just amazing to sit across the um, desk from him and when he asked us if we would be willing to give three years of our lives to be a mission president and wife and then called us to, to New Jersey and it was a wonderful experience to be in his office and feel the spirit and the reverence that was there. Yeah, That really was a great experience with him and we had a, a similar experience um, Oh, about two years ago um, when I was uh, called to be a sealer and you and I went and met with uh, President uh, Henry B. Eyring who at yes. that time was the first counselor in the first presidency and he uh, he chatted with us for I don't know it was 30 minutes and he did most of the talking 
and I thought, gosh, what a great opportunity for us to learn and feel the spirit of the Lord that was so strong in our our uh, meeting with Him, and something that we've we've always cherished, cherished and been grateful up. for. <coughs> Sorry, you had some experiences also with President Nelson. I, uh, we did. Well, right after <coughs> we were on our mission, our, our, as mission president in New Jersey, I ended up having this I, this uh, problem with my kidney. Did I? Have I already talked about that? Sweet? I don't even remember. Anyway, I had to come home and in, uh, in let's see, February of 2012, We'd only been out about seven months on our mission, six, eight months, and uh, because they discovered that I had a, uh, my right kidney was full of a tumor, so I had to come home and have them take my kidney out. And at the time, uh, President Nelson was a member of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, and uh, he was the executive director of the missionary department of the church. So he was particularly concerned about the health and well-being of all of the mission presidents. And Bonnie and I had been told that because of my concern and their concern for my health based on this kidney problem that uh, uh, we were included in the First Presidencies and Quorum of the Twelve's prayers um, uh, each week in the temple. Well, yes, they wanted you to get better, to get back out there and do your job. <laughs> they did. And then after, after the, the uh, operation, Bonnie and I had been asked to go down and see our infield representative in the missionary department. So we went down to the church office building and were meeting with him. And uh, he just said, you know, I think President, President Elder Nelson is available right now. Let me see if he is, and if he is, perhaps you could go in and just visit with him briefly. Is that right? Yes. So we did. Do you remember anything about that, that just visit? just went point? in and sat in his office, and I was a little nervous. I always get a little nervous around them. They're a little intimidating, even though they're very warm and loving. It's just that, oh, you feel yeah. this power. We and, and we'd had a little, I'd had a little bit of an, an ex, a, a, uh, introduction to him anyway. I actually took his daughter out on a date once uh, uh, shortly after my mission as a young missionary and his daughters, a couple of his daughters were in high school at the same time I was at East High School and he had become aware that I had had an amputation and so at least he, he knew of me. Uh, and so when this occasion came up for us to uh, go in and visit with him having had this um, kidney removal surgery, he, I guess, was kind enough to have us come in. But, but I remember we, we sat in with him for, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes, and he, he, he said, um, as we were talking a little bit about the recovery time, and, and um, he said, look, John, I've, I've been a surgeon, as you know, for many years. I know what it takes to recover from major surgery, and you have just had major surgery. Now, don't be a hero. Don't go out sooner than you should. You take the time you need to heal and get your strength back so that you can return um, and, and then get back into your, your service. I just remember that comment. Don't, be, don't try to be a hero. 
But you tried to be because you went back sooner than you well, should. Well, I went back. No, I did. I went back yes, a, a week that. later, two yeah. weeks after the surgery, because I could I could recover sitting in a chair in New Jersey as easily I as I could recover sitting in a chair here. At home. I know, but you, they wanted you to stay a month, but I know you were too anxious to get back. So well, anyway. But I think you need to talk about your time in the temple with President Nelson. Well, I have had a couple of wonderful little encounters while we've been in the temple, and uh, uh, bless his heart, as he, it's just so heartwarming when he sees Bonnie and I standing um, at this particular place as they're coming up the ramp to go into their, their Thursday meetings, to have him call John, Bonnie, how are you doing? I mean, it's just been... As he knows you by name. It's just been a tender thing to, to know that the prophet of the Lord knows us by name. And he really know, knew you when he went on a session with you. Oh, that one. Yeah, he, uh, sometime before I... Oh, this was several years ago, but while he was in the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, I, I went on a, a temple session, and I was sitting in the creation room, and uh, I didn't know... I was so tired, I just kind of closed my eyes and and I fell asleep. I didn't even know who was sitting next to me. So we got up at some point and and, uh, and went into the next room. I sat down and the brother that sat down next to me, I turned and looked at him. It was Russell Nelson. And I, oh. <laughs> when I looked at him, he looked at me and he said, hello, John. I mean, I I was just completely unaware of who it was sitting just a, next just to me. Just a little embarrassed. Oh my gosh, it was terrible. <laughs> anyway, um, well, he knew you were normal. Then one day, uh, again, while right after he'd been called as the prophet, he came in to uh, perform a wedding, and and Bonnie and I were on duty in the temple that day, so I uh, I had the opportunity to escort him from his entrance into the temple up to. Uh, uh, up to the uh, the seating room, and there's uh, from where he came in. There's a there's two flights of stairs. Um, I mean, you know, that's about uh, 50, 54 stairs that you got to climb, or you take the elevator. So as we were walking uh, towards the elevator, I just asked President Nelson, "Would you like to take the elevator?" He said, "No, I always walk." And, uh, and then he turned to me and he said, well, John, maybe you better take the elevator. I said, are you kidding? <laughs> I'm 25 years younger than you. If you're taking the stairs, so am I. That's kind of how it's been when we, 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 when we have greeted the first presidency. President Oaks and President Irene, they're all walking with him down that long tunnel. And I'm sure they're wondering, oh my gosh, we have to walk this because President Nelson's walking. He does He's it every amazing. time. He, he really is amazing. It's been fun to have these experiences. It's really special yeah. to have this much association. We've been very blessed to do so. We we really have been. And there have been others of the Quorum of the Twelve that have been wonderful experiences with, a, particularly with... A, Elder L. Tom Perry, who we've spoken about before and who married my first cousin and uh, became very dear in our hearts and lives. And Elder Jeffrey Holland, um, again, who I served with uh, at the University of Utah in the LDS Student Association when he was our uh, um, uh, 
assistant advisor and have loved him ever since. Every time he comes up the, the ramp now to coming into these Thursday meetings and Bonnie and I are, are uh, on duty that day and we're standing at the top, he walks up and he, about halfway up the, stair, uh, the ramp he'll say, there they are, the cutest couple in the church. I'm sure he says <laughs> that to many. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Anyway, it's been such an honor and a privilege in our lives. Very heartwarming. So f to this point in our lives to have had these encounters up close and personal with prophets of God. And we hope to all of our children and our grandchildren that they will also rely on our coattails. That we know they're prophets of God when they have some doubt or, or frustrations or wonderment is that a word just like my mission president said to me right. john can you rely on my testimony until you gain your own until you gain your own and we hope as bonnie's just said that perhaps some of ours who are maybe struggling from time to time will rely on our witness and our testimony that they are prophets of god they sure are and we love them we do so we're grateful for the time with you tonight and uh, hope that you'll have a wonderful week uh, and enjoyable Memorial Day tomorrow. And uh, so do you have anything else, sweetheart? No, I'm, I'm good. Had a nice dinner today with uh, Julie and her family. Uh, and we had been up to the, uh, the, cemetery. the uh, cemetery, thank you, visiting the graves of uh, our son Nathan and my parents, my grandparents, my brother, my two, two brothers and a sister. We've been to many, many with our grand, grandchildren and my parents and, yeah, and my sister. And two days ago, we got around to both no, of did. our little we granddaughter, a grandson and granddaughter. <coughs> yeah, we, and we uh, made Bonnie's the, sister and made, her parents. Made the rounds. And, yeah. Very peaceful in those cemeteries. And we love them all and uh, hope that you have a great night. That's it from Notes from John. With a babble from Bon. Good night. Good night.